Why aren't you sharing the lessons that you're learning? Most of the work you're doing is most likely behind closed doors in a vacuum, not being not visible to the rest of the world. There's so many lessons you're learning. There's so much wisdom you're gaining, and yet it's only in your head. You're not sharing it, but maybe with a few people. Why? It's what I want to talk about in this episode. I am Russ Hill. This is the Decide to Lead podcast, a podcast for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for tips, ideas on how to more effectively deliver results. Welcome in to episode 59. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. This is a topic I feel super passionate about. Can't wait to try to nudge you, poke you, prod you on this because 99.9% of you are doing something that I think is foolish. It's, it's minimizing your potential, your influence, your impact on people all around you. And you don't even realize you're doing it. So I want to I wanna give you some insight, some feedback, something to think about. We'll do that in the course of this episode. Welcome into episode 59. And hopefully wherever you live, and I know we've got thousands of you around the globe, all kinds of different places, but hopefully where you live, things are getting better, back to normal. At the time I'm recording this episode, we're in the middle of this corona madness, right? The COVID-19, I don't know how it's staged. It feels like it's kind of still the opening act. Otherwise, it feels like we're kind of making our way through it. But in, in most places, the number of deaths, the number of people testing positive is on the decline and I don't know about you, but in our, where I live in Arizona, uh, you know, in fact, as soon as I finish recording this episode, I'm headed to the gym. It'll be like the fifth or sixth time I've been there in the last couple of weeks. We were at the lake as a family yesterday for a couple of hours. There's, we're having friends over again. It's noisy in the house. It hasn't been noisy for a while. Um, so we're, we're starting to get back. I've been out to eat at a restaurant like that took months to happen, right? So Things are slowly getting back to normal. They're nowhere near normal. Look, I haven't been on a plane. I need to add it up how, how long it's been since I've been on a plane or spent a night in a hotel. It, it, I haven't gone this long without climbing on a plane or sleeping in a hotel in forever, you all. It feels so weird, and I, I'm just so interested in whether or not I'm going to get on another plane this year. Part of me goes, no, it's, not, it's probably not going to happen probably not going to be on site with a client. Keep in mind, I typically fly on. My average the last few years has been about 160, 155, 170, depending on the year, um, flights a year. So yeah, I travel a ton. I was scheduled to go. I was going to take my daughter and uh, and wife to London with me at a meeting with a client over there, like right when COVID-19 was hitting had all kinds of other trips planned. March was supposed to be my busiest travel month in like three years. Tons, like I, I was stressed about how many nights I was going to be on the road in March. And yeah, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so hopefully wherever you're at, life's getting back to normal. I hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well. So let's get into the topic I want to talk about. And let me set this up with a couple of, a, a couple of quick examples. Um, and here, here, let's go into this story. So I've told you, if you listen to the, these episodes for a while, if you've been, if you're, if you're subscribed to the podcast and you've been with me for a while, you know that I've spent several years, five years to be exact, serving in leadership positions um, in our church, the church that I attend. And that involved those five years. Uh, one of those years, I oversaw a congregation of 
Well, it ended by the time I moved out of that position. We had just over 700 people in the congregation. So it was a decent sized group. And then I spent the next four years leading a a, 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 kind of the region or the area of our church, which was about five, four four to five thousand people in in our church. And so um, in those four years when I was serving in kind of more of a we call it a stake. Um, which is uh, numerous congregations report up into a stake in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which I'm a member of. So, so just picture this. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, now I'm in charge of the people, or no, I'm not in charge of them. That's way overstating it. I, I help out and I help coordinate the people who are leading the congregations of 500 or 700. So in, if you're a person of faith or you go to, you're, you, no one goes to church these days because of COVID-19, but if, you, if you're a member of a church and you used to go to church a lot, um, you, you might have a pastor, you might have a bishop, you might have a rabbi, you might have a priest, whatever it is. So in our church, it's bishop. So a bishop would head up a congregation of like 400, 300 to 700 people. And so the bishops kind of reported into us. Um, and what I, what I noticed was we, we had some men that served in that, that position. It's voluntary. They're asked to do, it's an assignment. You serve for four or five years in a day, you're not paid for it, uh, monetarily. And, and you do it for around five years and it, it's in addition to your day job. So it's a, it's a massive burden on people, but it's a blessing also because of all the lessons about leadership that you learn. So anyway, so we had these bishops and we had seven or eight or nine of them that reported into us that, that we worked with. And it was interesting to me how rarely, how rarely they shared publicly the lessons they were learning. So their their position, their job, so to speak, this volunteer job involved counseling people, involved meeting with people and helping them through addictions that were destroying parts of their lives. They were meeting with people that were having financial burdens. They were in hospitals visiting people whose babies were, you know, they weren't sure they were going to survive, but they were cancer patients and brain tumor, uh, families affected by brain tumors and people that made terrible decisions and, 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 and weren't sure that they even wanted to continue on with their lives and couples that were having marital problems and, and young people who had massive dreams and wanted some help navigating that. So, you know, all these good and, and rough situations that they're working on and yet so, and, and they're all confidential, right? And so what I appreciated about these bishops is that they kept it quiet and they had to, they had to protect those confidences. Otherwise it destroys your relationship with your congregation. Nobody's going to come seeking any help from you and you, you can't help anybody. And so they, they, they would keep these things confidential, but what they didn't often realize is, well, I can protect the identity of the person I, I, I'm referring to, but still share lessons that I've learned sitting across my desk at an office in the church with someone battling addiction. I'm, I'm learning things. I'm on the front lines of so many of these things that are happening in life, and I'm learning and observing things that I can only learn and observe in this position, this unique perspective, and yet so many of them weren't speaking. They'd get up in church, and then the talk they would give would be vanilla. It'd be about, well, faith is, you know, believing in something you can't see, and I, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but it was, a, it was a talk or a sermon or statements that anybody could have made. And yet 
these men that we worked with had unbelievable access to the struggles of humanity. And so I would, I would coach them, counsel them, often share the lessons you're learning. Do it in an appropriate way. Protect the innocent. Protect the people who have let you into the darkest corners of their lives and, and the people who are celebrating successes but don't want to be out bragging. So protect identity. Tell the stories in the right way. But so few of them. So I, I would share that counsel, and then I'd kind of sit back and watch and, 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 and be in the congregation with them then, you know, the next Sunday or watch them, and, and I wouldn't hear those lessons being shared. And they would give a very um, lukewarm kind of, you know, best term I can think of, vanilla or kind of cookie cutter talk on something. Great talk, great speech, great lessons, all appropriate, all that we needed to hear. But can't you share more? And so here's how I would apply this to you. In whatever area you've, I mean, the podcast call is called Decide to Lead, right? So my job in this podcast, in every episode, is to give you ideas, tips, thoughts, pokey and proja, just like I do my clients, give you insight and coaching on ways to become a more effective leader so you can achieve the things you're trying to achieve, deliver the results you're trying to deliver and accelerate delivering those results. So here's one of the lessons I'd coach you on. Why aren't you sharing the lessons you're learning? I had a friend who made a post on Instagram or Facebook, I can't remember. Um, uh, uh, maybe a month or two ago. And what she shared, I thought was really interesting. She, I think it was her birthday or I can't remember what the occasion was, but she shared a post and she wasn't preaching. She was just sharing some wisdom she's gained as a mom and as a friend and as a daughter and a wife. And I read this and it was, you know, it was just a few sentences, maybe, maybe eight, you know, eight, 10, 12 sentences. And I'm reading it on social media and go, Wow, I'm really glad she posted that. It wasn't preachy. She wasn't telling me what to do. She was just sharing wisdom that she's gained in you know, the 50 years or so or however old she is that she's been around. And so I sent a direct message to her and I said, hey, do more of this. And she responded back and said, do more of what? I'm like, share wisdom, share experience. She's like, I don't know. I don't. Oh, my gosh, you guys, what's holding you back from this? So I have a colleague who's done what I do for a living for 10 years more than I have. And, and I, I've, he's doing such a better job at this, but I, I used to, before I joined our firm, I would say to him, why are you doing this job in secret? Like, I know the clients that you're working with that you can't talk about publicly because of your um, non-disclosure agreements that we sign with our clients. But I know that you're meeting with that CEO that everybody knows his name in the world. Or I know you're in the boardroom of that company, right? I know you've been to that around the globe with that organization. And holy crud, you must have had some incredible experiences that, that are really interesting that have taught you a lot. He said, oh, yeah, totally. Man, that's, that's what I, one of the things I love about my job. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I'd say, but why aren't you sharing them? Where's the picture on Instagram? Where's the, where's the post on Facebook? Where's the book that you've written? Where's the, where's the blog or what, whatever it might be? It's like, yeah, I need to do that, yeah. And I realize what stops many of us from doing things like that is time and trying to figure out how to balance it. And it's taken me a long time to figure out how to write a book, 
put out two um, posts a day on LinkedIn, share at least one a day on um, Instagram and Facebook, do a podcast multiple times a week. I'm doing two podcasts now. This one, Decide to Lead, and then Leading During Uncertainty with a colleague of mine at our firm, and then, you know, and then doing everything else I do and being a dad and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, I, I you, you've heard in other episodes, I've done entire episodes on capacity, right? Capacity isn't set. So we look at it and we go, well, how could I possibly do that? I'm so busy. All right. Well, you just do it. You figure out, how could you possibly have one child? Oh my gosh, that would disrupt your life so much. And then you have one and you do it. And then you think, how could I have two children? Oh my gosh, two children. And then you do it. And then you've got three or four down the street from me, eight, <laughs> eight kids down the street. How do they do it? They just do it. And their capacity increases. So how do you share the lessons you're learning? You just do it. And then your capacity increases. So I don't care. I'm not the, 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 the point or the takeaway from this episode isn't to try to get you to all suddenly try to post a, a ton on social media. I don't care about that. What I care about is this. Life is we were talking about this in the, in the car the other day. Where are we headed? The lake. So it was with our whole family because my son's home for another few days before he gets reassigned and sent back out on his his mission for our church. You know, he was over in Australia when COVID-19 hit and then came home. He's been home for a couple of months. Now he's being reassigned, being sent out here in a few days. And so we've been trying to take advantage of this time together as a family before he leaves us again for over a year that we won't see him. And uh, we were on the way to the lake the other day and, and, and somehow it came up, came up in conversation. And I said to my, my kids, my son was leading kind of the conversation. And I said to him, I said, you know, one of the interesting, one of the most interesting things that I've learned in my, and I told them my 27 years of being around and they all died laughing like, Oh my gosh, dad, that's so funny. Lame dad joke. But in my, in my years of being on the earth, which keeps obviously going up that number. And I hope it goes up for a long time. Um, one of the things I've learned is it's so interesting to me how long it takes to discover yourself, to figure out who you really are and figure out um, the lessons that life presents us with. And I, I didn't think I'd still be learning them at the rate I am at the age I am. I thought like, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how I viewed it, but I thought maybe the first 25, first 30 years, you kind of figure out how life works. You're learning a lot of things. You're making mistakes. You're doing dumb things. You're trying different things out and then you're learning and growing. And then by about the time, I don't know, 25, 30, 35, pick your number. Then you kind of figure it out and it's kind of autopilot and just kind of go. And now you're helping the grandkids and the kids and whatever else. And you're making more money and life's going on. What I didn't realize, the younger me didn't realize, no, 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 no. Like my father-in-law who passed away unexpectedly a year ago, my wife brought this up in our conversation. She said, you know, grandpa was, he was, he, he figured out some lessons in his last week of life that would have transformed who he was at a younger age had he known them. And I thought, wow, it's so interesting. It would have radically affected certain parts of his personality if he had known that earlier than six days before he died. But when he was in tremendous pain and having difficulty speaking and, um, and eating and um, functioning, we saw the softer side of him. And not that he was... He, he was just an amazing man, but 
we we saw him get even more loving and more there was just this part of him that in just in the last week of his life developed even more and i i remember thinking that too and i'm so glad my wife my wife mentioned that in our conversation as a family because i thought yeah he he was transforming even with his last breaths and so we're learning my point is we're learning all through life we're gaining this insight and this wisdom and we're having experiences as we're battling through trying to raise kids and balance this and do that and lead this team and be a good family member and help those neighbors, whatever we're doing, we're learning. And so there's insight. There's, there are lessons you have learned that I haven't been through those experiences yet because see, you went through something at 16 years old that I didn't go through till I was 36. You went through something at 11 years old dealing with death dealing with loss that I did, I might not experience till I'm 56. So we learn a lot of the same lessons, but we learn them at different ages and in different situations. And so I want access to what you're learning. I want to know what you've, what, what, what wisdom you've gained. And so share it. Don't do it. Don't, don't keep it to yourself because it's limiting your value, your influence, your impact on the world. And probably most importantly, the people around you, my kids bust me all the time. They're like, dad, seriously, you met president so-and-so. I'm like, yeah. The other day they were looking at, I had a picture in the garage. It was a frame that I put out in the garage and it was me standing next to Elton John. And you know, the movie Elton, the movie Elton or whatever it was called came out, uh, rocket man, I think is what it was called. And I haven't seen it, but it came out. And so it was in the news and it was on social media. So my kids saw it. I'm like, yeah, I met Elton John. They're like, dad, you never told us I'm like, well, yeah, I got that frame out of the garage of me standing next to him with, uh, you know, kind of my arm around Elton John. They're like, seriously, you're lying. I'm like, no, well, let me go get it. I got out in the garage. I'm like, why don't you tell us this story? And then in the, in the book, decide to read or just decide to read. <laughs> I hope you'll decide to read it, decide to lead the book. You know, I've got, I've got copies of my house. We just haven't published it out to the world yet. And so my 10 year old was reading it and he was reading the story of, of a meeting I had with a woman who needed some financial assistance once. And he was telling he was reading through this story. My 10 year old, he's like, dad, how come you haven't ever told us this? And so there's lots of wisdom. I'm, 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 I'm pointing out the fact that I'm not a master of this topic, but there are lessons and there's wisdom and there's insight. And I would just encourage you to share it. It could be professionally. It could be a YouTube video. It could be, it could be a post on, man, there's so many ways to share now. Just a text post on, on Facebook. Who the crap cares if anybody reads it? You guys, I'm posting content. Like there are videos I posted on YouTube that have a whopping like one view. I don't care. There are, there, there's content I'm posting on Instagram right now that's got like 10 views or five likes. I don't care. What I care about is if I die tomorrow, it's there. I'm not doing it for the likes. I'm not doing it to preach to anybody else. I'm not recording this podcast episode right now, hoping that thousands of you will go do whatever. No, I just, I'm learning things and I'm trying to share them with people in whatever avenues are available to me, because I'm trying to have an impact on the world and I'm trying to help other people who are experiencing something similar or haven't gone through it yet. 
and and so I'm trying to I'm trying to give them the insight. So whether it's what you do pro- professionally and things you're learning that uh, you know you you could be putting out to the world in whatever way that looks. It could just be telling more stories. It could be in your interaction w- with colleagues, sharing more lessons. It, you know that you're learning. It could be something on Facebook. It could be a YouTube video that you start out. Don't. It's not about anything other than I just want to share these lessons and and let the people around me. I've got this book about how to read how to lead <laughs> I keep saying read how to lead that I don't care if another human being ever reads it there are there are four people there are four people on earth that I really hope open this book someday and read it all my kids because long after I'm gone I want them to open it up and when they're struggling to lead their family or the business that they started or to be a good corporate citizen, or to lead a congregation, or to help out their group of friends that they're they're dealing with. I want them to read what their dad thinks about leadership and what lessons he learned. And there's there's there it's a small book and it's just the first of many that I intend to write. And then I want them to go back and I want to, I've got fifty nine episodes now of a podcast that they can listen to. They can hear my voice. They can they can hear what was most important to me and the lessons that I learned along the way. And they can go to, they can go to LinkedIn and read a bunch of those posts and they can see what I learned and what I've discovered along the way, you guys, and I've got such a small influence. I, I'm having such a small influence in the world. But when I get a message from one of you, like many of you have sent to me and it says, Russ, this is how you've impacted me. Or th- this one episode really caused me to do this differently. It's like, wow, why is that happening? It's because I'm putting it out there. I'm sharing lessons. So whatever Whatever way seems appropriate to you, do it. Don't do your work behind closed doors. Don't keep the lessons that you're learning in your own head, even if it's just sharing them with your kids. Um, the, the, the experience I have about Elton John and the, the different stories my kids go, Dad, why didn't you tell me that? I thought, you know, I'm not sharing enough with my own kids, with my own family. So share the lessons you're learning. That was the point of this episode. I hope you're all doing well. If you haven't yet, there's a little button right there in the podcast app that you are listening this to, and it says subscribe. If you tap on that button, every one of these episodes will come right to your phone. You don't have to listen to them, but they just pop up and you get notified. And if you decide, yeah, that sounds like one I'd like to listen to, or if you have nothing else on earth to do, I can help you waste some time. So tap on that subscribe button if you haven't already. And the most the most rewarding thing you could do for me if you haven't done so already if you find value in these episodes is simply tell somebody tell them about the podcast send a link to them post a post a link to it on a social media platform i don't care if anybody sees it but just that's how this podcast has grown from my mom <laughs> listening to it to a few more of you around the world have a great week everybody we'll talk to you soon